Hello. Welcome to the haunt. We're starting 13 days of Halloween tomorrow. <gasps> That's right. Yeah. Okay. Oh, careful. Okay. <laughs> you guys can't see, but I'm, I'm standing on stairs. Well, <laughs> <laughs> fell over. So, yeah. But hello. Happy almost Halloween. Happy almost Halloween. I'm just We're 14 days away from Halloween. Ooh. Woo -woo. That's exciting. It's math. Two weeks. Math. <laughs> <laughs> 13 plus 1. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Math. I just tap my tattoo. Stop. I forget that it's there. <laughs> just... The point. <laughs> so welcome to The Haunt, your paranormal hotspot for all things spooky. I'm Brick. Did we introduce ourselves in the we last didn't. one? We didn't. I'm no. Shisha, hello. <laughs> Hi. Hello. What do we talk about today? Uh, so, funny, <laughs> funny thing you, you asked me what we're talking about today. Okay. I was looking into a very, very um, scary <laughs> poltergeist demonic situation. Um, and okay. then stuff started happening. Oh no! Yeah. I started seeing full figures in my yep. house. Yep. And like chilling. Yep. I became really aware of. Yep. What I can do. I was yep. talking to things. So oh. I was like, I'm, I'm going to need to step it on back. Step it on back. Because I was like, well, I, don't, I don't know what's going on. I just saw something. I'm telling you, bro. Something might, it's like stuck. Okay, anyways. um, So yeah, I had to step it on back because my, my notes... Um, it's an intense time. Didn't make sense. Like, <laughs> okay. Like, it made sense while I was writing it, and I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I go look back, and I'm like, I have no idea what's going That's on here. That's half the time. I have no idea what's going on. This is not organized. It's very confusing. I don't know what's going on. I'm, if I'm not organized, I cannot yeah. tell what's going on. So, uh, I, got, I got a little spooked. Yes. Yeah. This, yeah last week but i'm fine i'm great um okay good good we're gonna good. read some more scary stories because that demonic possession house that i was because there was videos with we'll it. come back to it then we will come back yeah. i promise we're coming back but i need to get out of october first before I come yeah back to it because it was an interesting time all right cool so <laughs> i already feel like just like amped up energy right now right yeah right i'm also very freezing oh i'm not have goosebumps i'm like actually hot <laughs> like sweating hot wow i'm very cold <laughs> so we went i we i looked we looked up scary stories last time so they weren't real okay these, oh, these are, are real ones true supposedly <gasps> allegedly true scary stories okay Hi, I'm I'm 14 female, and things lately have been unexplainable. Who posted this story? It's on Reddit. Okay, is there a username or plus underscore credit. presentation six five two? Sweet. Two days ago. Okay. 
Oh, no. Hi, I'm 14 female and things lately have been unexplainable. So I always have been able to see things and hear things. I often tell people about my experiences, but everyone, everybody shrugs it off. Until last night, me and my sister were home alone due to my mother having to go to a business meeting out of state. I usually see things while she's gone, but this was insane. I'm going to cut to the case because who wants lore on a 14 year old girl what i don't know what okay. she meant cool, cool. uh anyways as i was walking down the stairs i heard shuffling keep in mind it was dark i said out loud emma you're not funny you know i see stuff please stop then suddenly my feet were swept out from under me Yay. and i fell down the stairs my sister emma ran out of her room and turned the lights on and asked me what happened. I was shocked. I simply told her to go back to bed, but here is where things get horrific. I walked into my room and heard a man giggling. I quickly okay, scanned my room and that's when I saw it. I saw a man that was around 40 years of age. His eyes were wide and his face pale. He had no hair and his mouth was slit. I screamed and haven't been in my room since. Please help. I don't know what to do. And then she made another, by the way, it's just horribly written because I'm really shaken up right now. Fair enough. Um, someone told me to call the police and tell them there was a man in your room and he threatened to come back. Hopefully they will provide you security or try to keep okay, you safe. Okay, that's the worst advice. <laughs> we don't condone lying. <laughs> well she said update i called the police like at, like right after i posted they searched the house and me and my sister are staying at my granny's for the night so i my advice to her you need to sage your house she needs she needs to pray it sounds weird, <laughs> but like your house needs a cleansing because, like that's the fact that 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 person was that that entity ghost whatever was able to sweep you off your feet. Well, and here's the thing too: if she's if she's able to see things like that, she can see good things too, and she's right. got to figure out how to get in control, control of, of that. what she can see, yes. of what she can see, and how. And I don't, I don't know how to help her with that. <laughs> Shit, I don't know how to, how to do that. Mm-hmm. I, I I'm new here time, as well. Right? <laughs> so, I don't know, I, I feel for her because I know is that can be very scary. Yeah. But. Yeah, that's actually kind of horrifying. <laughs> well, yeah, that picture <laughs> she gave. Of yeah. what the man looked like. Yeah. Ick. Ew. Ick. 100% ew. All right. Not a fan. 10 out of 10. Don't recommend. Correct. All Great right. story, though. It was a good story. <laughs> and I, you know, it's, it's all allegedly true stories. Yeah. I don't know. By the way she responded, I feel like this is yeah, a true no, experience I believe it. for her. I believe so. it. And I think she's only 14, so she's... She's got a lot of time to work through, through her fear. Yeah. And figure this stuff out. But if the man's mouth was slit, that's That's horrifying. Traumatizing. It is. It definitely is. It definitely is. 
Um, I think I've talked to you about the meta sidekicks before, right? Yeah. The So one of them has a story when she was really little. So her mom is a psychic medium. Mm-hmm. And she apparently never, like, told any of her kids about it until this incident. Oh. <laughs> so <laughs> when she was little, she was staying at her dad's house. And she was out, like, playing in the backyard or whatever. And she sees this man with no face kind huh. of standing by a tree. She's like, okay. A true slender man. Yeah. She's like, okay, that's weird. Whatever. And then just kind of ignores it. Later, she goes back to her mom's house and she's home alone because her mom's at work. Right. And she sees this man with no face at her house, at her mom's house. And so she calls her mom because it's in a completely different place, right? And she's like, this is horrifying. He's just, like, he's not doing anything, but she's terrified of him. Because, like, you know. People with no faces shouldn't exist. <laughs> and you're just standing there kind of just watching. Like, that's scary. I'd pee my pants. Yeah. So she called her mom, and her mom was like, okay, you got to be really stern with it. Put me on speakerphone. And so she puts her mom on speakerphone. Her mom just starts yelling, stay away from my daughter. You are not welcome here. <laughs> All this stuff. And she just disappears. She goes, okay, when I get home from work, we're going to have a very serious talk. <laughs> And so she gets home from where she goes, so hey, you're a psychic medium like me. Surprise! <laughs> what? Yeah. Surprise! Yep. Surprise! Yep. <laughs> so that's her story of how she found out that she was a psychic medium. <laughs> we need to communicate and she said, with our kids better. <laughs> well, she said since then she's like been able to like communicate with like her spirit guides or whatever and she's able to filter what she sees and what she doesn't she says she doesn't see a lot of physical things anymore because she's asked to not see that (laughs) i love that for her so it's mostly all like in her head now (laughs) i truly love that i'm glad she yeah yeah all right so our next story is called driving through hellfire no by cold spiritual 6943 four days ago I love that it's called Hellfire, and it's by Cold Spiritual. Yeah. We got some opposing ideals there. Hey. Let's continue. I'm not even sure where to begin. The woman in my family, including myself, have had this sixth sense for as long as I can remember. We've had dreams and visions that have, pain, ha- that have come true, as well as a few personal encounters with what we now believe to be spirits or some kind of evil energy. Yes, we are all spiritual people, but no matter how many times these things happen, we still can't get a grasp, a grasp, 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 grasp <laughs> on why or how these things continue to be so drawn to us. So what I'm about to tell you, as crazy as it may seem, it is completely true story. Um... Other than my immediate family, no one else knows. I don't talk about this ever. I don't enjoy having to relive what happened. But I'm hoping this will help others who share the spiritual gift. So here so here goes. Okay. To I set the scene, actually I actually already feel uncomfortable. But me let's too. Go. I got even more goosebumps down my spine. Yeah, I got chills. <laughs> to set the scene, I live in a very rural place in a small town that has maybe a few thousand residents, but we're all so spaced out and hidden in the hills 
you'd never know that many people live here unless there was a 4th of July carnival of some kind or festival or some kind of kind of festival. Yeah. My town isn't anything fancy. We don't have the most up-to-date stores and all that, but for the most part, we're all happy and thankful for what we do have. The neighborhoods uh, were like many communities. We all cared and helped one another. Everyone was friends with everyone and we all knew each other. We all knew each other's business. Oh, hate that. Yeah. <laughs> It was the middle of spring, lovely weather in the morning and nights, but as the day went on, you could feel the heat steadily rise. As the heat rose, families came out came outside to bask in the bright sunlight while young kids laughed and played. <laughs> no, when the heat rises, the sun coming into the AC. Yeah, amen. <laughs> um, <laughs> this spring day was just like any other day. I got up, got ready for school, and left to go listen to... Madane, Madane lectures for the next eight hours. Uh, as of right now, I haven't seen an age. Age, okay. Um, I'll never forget that feeling I had while I sat and daydreamed, wishing time would go faster, just for the school, uh, fast, just for the school day. The little glimmer of hope would t- uh, would trickle up into my brain when the clock finally read 3 p.m. So she has to be middle school, high school. Kishi, who... I would say high school, because mundane lectures, you don't really yeah. have a lot in middle school. There's some, maybe but it's even, not a full day. Maybe even, like, early college. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Who knows, you know? Mundane lectures makes me think of college, to be yeah. honest. <laughs> but I don't know her school, so I don't know. Right. It's time to go home. Oh, thank God. I thought to myself, as the 3 p.m. bell rattled my ears, I rush home as always, even though I know the only thing that I'm rushing towards is a mountain of homework. It's like my mind plays tricks on me, making me think that simply being out of school and at home is a relaxing reward for getting through the day. Although there wasn't any actual relaxing, it was just more stressed and comfortable environment. That's taken me back. (laughs) Oh, God, though. (laughs) I hustled through the multiple pages, completing every problem with a bit of skepticism, questioning my intelligence, but nonetheless, I talk myself up and get through it. This person is a writer. Yes, beautiful. They have no problem in English. Their papers are all exquisite. I can't talk. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Before I knew it, the clock read 8 p.m., time to eat, shower, and then come rest for the first time today. A fucking men. Mm-hmm. I complete. Uh, I complete these remaining two tasks and gleefully skip to my bedroom. I slip on whatever large t-shirt I can find and jump into my large pink bed, letting the com- the comfort of my soft pillows and furry covers overtake me as I slowly sink into the mattress. Wow, what a visual I'm getting here. <laughs> I'm one of those people that are woken up very easily. I'm not kidding. A mouse could fart (laughs) and it wake me up. So when I felt my eyelids trying to shut, I took full advantage. I took myself in, get comfortable and go straight to sleep. Okay. Now these next events are questionable. This is a big setup. You just went through your whole normal day Mm -hmm. just to set up what's going to happen right now. 
apparently it was, it was valuable information. Well, I was going to say, because to me right now, it seems like that entire day could have been skipped over. But let's go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, these events are questionable to say the least. I still to this day have no idea why God showed me what he did. I've even questioned if it was God and God that showed me this or if it was the work of the devil. The very second my eyelids shut, I'm no longer asleep in my cozy bed. I'm in a passenger seat of a small black truck, an S10, a truck that I've never seen in person, let alone been in before. And I'm hot. I'm so hot. I instantly feel gobs of sweat pour down my face and chest. My once comfortable t-shirt is already drenched in heavy sweat, clinging to my body. It's like my physical body had been here much longer than my mind was aware of. The heat instantly sends my mind into a frenzy. Intrusive thoughts race through every crevice of my brain as my breath becomes shallow as if my lungs were incapable of inhaling the boiling air. I frantically look around the black interior of the truck trying to find the door handle to get out, but there isn't one. That's when I notice that not only am I in the passenger seat, but the truck is moving. I glance over to the driver's seat to see a large, black, blurry figure that looks like the outline of a person. It's like these black pixels that are, con are constantly moving, yet making sure to keep the outline visible and it is driving this truck. I couldn't focus on anything more than the than the entity itself. At this point, the dark particles erratically swirl all through this outline of a person, imitating normal human movements as well as one would do when driving. I could see the black pixels wrap around the steering wheel as the wheel would move whether direction the entity wheeled it to. Completely a complete dread coats every room of my body as I try to focus on these particles, but I just couldn't. No matter how hard I tried, this thing remained so blurry. All I could see was a scattered outline of a person that was a little bigger than me. As I stare at the outline with intense bewilderment, I'm met with sudden feelings of nostalgia and grief but i no longer feel fear at least not for the entity before i can even question why i'm experiencing these emotions they were viciously ripped away in a matter of a millisecond my mind is yet again focused forced to focus on the the overwhelming heat that was continuing to seep through the black truck this almost sounds like like a past life memory or something something like she yeah. like you know if it you know like of nostalgia and grief right it that's what i was thinking too like it's like you well, your past life someone you know where you know you've been here before yeah yeah you've been here before yeah i can feel the gallons of sweat that have combined with the fabric seat gushing as i move my my burning body the heat is so intense i'm barely able to hold my head up to look out the scorched windows where the we're in the old hollow that I gave up. We're in the old hollow that I grew up in as a child. The same little red house my neighbor and I played at daily. The same tire swing my cousin and I spent many evenings on. And the same blacktop road that was eaten away 
with more potholes than you can count. It was all there. All the things I grew to love and cherish, but everything was on fire. Sounds like St. Paul. (laughs) (laughs) The trees were glowing bright yellow, so bright. It was like you could sense the vibration of the intense flames just by looking at them. The grass was swaying with vibrant colors of yellow and orange as the fire consumed every inch of this world. The sky was overtaken by huge dark clouds or blacks of black smoke that never seemed to let up. The road was even engulfed in these extraordinary flames. Like we were magically driving on molten lava, yet I could still feel every pothole the truck drove over. Tears filled fill my eyes for and just for a moment I forget that my body feels like it's in the middle of being cremated. But then I hear the screams, screams that were coming from the fire. These high-pitched screams were cries of agony of agony and despair. You don't ever forget screams like this, screams that make your blood curdle and your stomach turn, screams that are so prominent, it's like you can feel their pain. My body tightens uncontrollably, and I'm met with an immense feeling of sorrow. I can no longer talk the best memories of my childhood and the people I love burn to ash in this world made of fire. The black figure continues to drive us further into my old hollow. This is now immersed in blazing flames and cries of torment as I am melted into the seat unable to move or scream. This continues for what seems like forever. How do I get out? Get me out? These were the only thoughts I could muster. The black figure suddenly turns to me as if recognizing my presence for the first time and I'm jolted awake. I wake up drenched in sweat as if I just came out of a sauna. Considering the AC was set to 68 and I had my fan on per usual, I knew the sweat had to be from the flames of my dreams. I start hysterically crying and run straight to my mother's bedroom. Now keep in mind, I'm a teenager running to my mother's bedroom because of a bad dream is something I haven't done since I was a very young child. I frantically wake her up and try to relive this nightmare I narrowly escaped. I just long enough to explain why I was so utterly terrified. As I opened my mouth, my words seemed to melt together as if I was babbling like a baby, not making any sense. Without full comprehension of my of why Her daughter was crying uncontrollably. My mom instantly wrapped her loving arms around me and started praying in the same sweet tone she used when I got hurt as a child. After a few minutes of consoling, I realized that I'm safe now and that brings and that brings just enough comfort so I can force my force back my tears and random babbling. Thinking of the unnerving night was nearing its end was just soothing feeling which was a soothing feeling that allowed me to drift back off to sleep in my mother's arms. However, that relief was short-lived. Mm-hmm. Fast forward to two days later. Again, normal day for me, at least on this day, I have a hair appointment to look forward to. It feels nice to have a teeny bit of excitement for more than just going home after school. Amen. Mm-hmm. Besides, this is a positive distraction from the nightmare that tormented me just two nights ago. It was just a bad dream. You're okay now, I tell myself, ignoring the obvious denial. Sounds like an alternate universe, almost. Yeah. 
that's like when I when they start talking about like it was like the old hall that they lived in. I'm like, oh, this is like a parallel parallel universe yeah. where it is on fire. Yeah. For whatever reasons, it's on fire. Yeah. It's kind of fucking crazy. Yeah. Um, I get to the salon, which so happens to be owned by my cousin Laura. Like I said, small town. Mm-hmm. I happily strut in the salon and sit down, smiling ear to ear, and simply happy to have a minuscule change of scenery. Laura and I started off the normal, nice formalities. How are you? How's your day been? Silence freshen, uh, freshens the air. Does she have the same dream? I don't know. Oh. Freshens the air for all of three seconds before she sighs and says, did you hear about Ben? Ben is our cousin as well. I grew up with him and his sister when I was a child. Back then, our whole neighborhood was very well connected and close. We all cared for one another and we acted like one big happy family. I hadn't seen Ben, I hadn't seen Ben in many years, though we moved out of that neighborhood when I was in the fifth grade and Ben and I lost touch. As soon as Laura said Ben, my mind was flooded with memories of my childhood, the days that seemed to go by in a flash, climbing hills, swinging on the tire swing, Wading through the creek, my body felt warm of nostalgia filled with every thought. I did everything I could to push back what I had just seen two nights ago. My childhood and those energetic flames. But the nostalgia was quickly interrupted when Laura hands me a photo of what looked to be a black S10 truck. The truck looked like looked like bent up chunk of metal scattered across the scuffed up pavement as badly as the truck was torn apart. I already knew there was no way possible for anyone to survive that. It was nothing more than scrap surrounded by broken glass and blood. As I continue to stare at the photo with immense disbelief, I can't take the feeling that I know this truck. I know that black interior. I know the entire inside of this vehicle yet. I know I never actually rode in that black S10. The nightmare, I thought, as my eyes widened and my breath shortened. That is how I know this truck. This was the truck the black figure trapped me in while we drove through hellfire. I had no idea that Ben had a black S10. Again, I hadn't talked to him in years. Turns out Ben had been out partying for his 21st birthday. Oh, gosh. He had been drinking alcohol. I mean, who wouldn't drink alcohol on their 21st birthday? Right. The mistake he made was driving home after he was drinking. He wrecked and passed away in that same hollow, that black entity drove me through. The same hollow where all of our childhood memories were made. The same hollow that was eaten by flames two nights ago. The very night I was forced to witness this nightmare is the same night Ben passed away. After years of racking my brain, the only plausible explanation I can come up with is that this was some sort of message. Although I'm still not sure what that message was, I believe that outline of the person that was driving us was Ben. The last spot in my childhood hollow that I had seen before I was started awake was the place where Ben had died. It's almost like I was in the truck with him when he was driving that night. I was vigorously flung back to reality once he wrecked and died. Maybe that's why he couldn't sense my presence until the very end. I just don't understand, and I'm not sure I ever will. I still have so many questions, questions that eat away at my soul, 
deepening the void that the mysterious flames uh, tore open. I should have focused harder on my nightmare. Why was I the one that experienced this? Why me? Why should I? What should I have done differently? And the question that still fills my soul with peril, could I have saved his life? Oh, that's sad. This. I got chills multiple times. This was the saddest thing I have ever written. Like. Red. Yeah. Red. Yeah, not written. <laughs> red. But like also I, I feel it though because when my sister passed. Mm-hmm. Like the time that she, that they called 911, I was flung up out of my sleep. Yeah. Like I remember waking, I remember getting flung up. Mind you, I was eight months pregnant. Mm-hmm. Flung up, sat straight up, and looked at my phone, and it said 523. They got a call from unresponsive female at 523 a.m., and it was my sister. Mm. So I understand the feeling of, yeah, which I feel like at 523 is when, like, her soul Mm -hmm. left her body. Yeah. And came just straight to me for whatever reason. And so, like, I understand that feeling of, like, you know, mm-hmm. what could I have done different? Yeah. But, like, you couldn't have done anything different. Yeah, you couldn't have. His fate was already made. Unfortunately, he made a really bad choice. He drank mm-hmm. and, you know, drove. Right. That, you know. Yeah, it sounds like the dream, because you couldn't do anything in the dream. So it sounds like you can't, you couldn't have done anything. Yeah, you couldn't was talk just there to be move. like, hey, this is what's happening. <laughs> what, also, it's all like, were you just there to be like a guardian for him so that he wasn't alone? Yeah. So I'm assuming by the accident, it was probably a very, like you said, no chance of survival. Mm-hmm. Like he was just gonna. Yeah. He probably. You, you, he probably died on impact, which is why you were flung out of your dream. Because mm-hmm. he, he was instantly dead and there was yeah. nothing you could have done. Right. But you were like, for some reason, your spirit had to go and be with him. Yeah. For whatever reason that was. But probably helped him move on, maybe. Probably. It was probably just it's, more, you know, yeah. comfort. I, he probably couldn't see that you were there, but he probably felt your presence. But everything is probably like, why mm-hmm. is this person... Here. Yeah. Oh, that's weird. That's very weird. Dreams are wild. Very wild. Just know, uh, cold spiritual sixty nine forty three. You could not have saved him. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, yeah. the only way that he could have been saved that that day is if you were there with him. Well, she was in a way, but I think. I don't know. The way everything is described, it seems like it was kind of unavoidable. Just yeah. like, I mean, it sounds kind of dumb, but it just, it does kind of seem like fate. <laughs> no, yeah. That is it... definitely. Oh. Oi. Oof, that was sad. All right. Oh, okay. Well, I wanted to read your story, but you haven't posted anything. So. Oh, mm-hmm. it literally says my fair my therapist told me to talk to someone hours before she committed suicide, and that's it. And that's all that it says. Okay, interesting. 
I think so. <laughs> Let's see. Ooh. Ugh. This one's called, what was it, eight days ago? Okay. It is called The House Across the Street. All righty. By Square Body 7987. Okay. Interesting name. Yep. I be... doubt your body is actually square, but I'm, I believe he's talking about a car. <laughs> that would make sense. <laughs> My wife and I spent years searching for a starter home. Finding the right home came to be a difficult process in itself, but there were the added factors of being on an extremely tight budget and only qualifying for a type of loan that allowed rural housing only. That being the case, it was if someone drew a large circle around the mo around most of the communities in the area and the, uh, on the map and said, you can't buy there. <laughs> it was just as well as I at least preferred the quiet, the quiet life of country living. One place in particular caught our interest. It was located in a small village called Wright in the middle of Orchid County. This town uh, consisted of one old church with a cemetery, a bar, and a sm smattering of old houses. It <laughs> seemed perfect. Smattering. <laughs> you see how I had to stop and like... Yeah. Am I reading that right? <laughs> uh, it seemed perfect. We looked at the home and thought it would suit our, uh, our needs nicely. The only catch was that the two current residents were technically squatting there. It had been a long time, so I don't remember the exact details, but I want to say they had been renting from the actual homeowner and had stopped making payments. Oh. Either way, the house would have to go through a short sale and the renter slash squatters evicted before we would be able to take possession. It was a combination of being weary from looking from looking for so long, having been through the full range of emotions while going while doing so and thinking it was a really cool set uh, setting, but we decided to go for it. The current tenant seemed nice. So we thought the odds were on our side that they would leave and leave peacefully and not trash the house. Mm -hmm. Fortunately, we had no issues there because we didn't make it that far. The listing agent was <laughs> was quite was quite the eccentric, eccentric and rarely returned calls placed by our agent. To make a long story short, a bit shorter, we spent two months trying to get somewhere with the purchase. <laughs> our offer was accepted, but nothing else happened. Every time we spoke with our realtor, she told us she couldn't reach the listing agent or he was being evasive. Oh, how frustrating. I would hurt somebody. Eventually, we had enough and backed out of the deal. At the time, we were sad it didn't go through. Fast forward... Roughly a month down the road, we were watching a TV. We're watching the TV in our duplex one evening when the old house directly across the street from the one we attempted to buy showed up on the screen on fire. Apparently, the 20 year old kid living there had shot three of his family members to death. 
then burned the house down in an attempt of destroying the evidence. He fled the area and was on the run for a while. We couldn't believe, couldn't believe it, and shivers ran down my spine when I thought about the fact that we could have been 20 feet from multiple homicides. No, the violence didn't spread to our house, but it was definitely close enough. I still get creeped out when I think about it, even 13 years later. That is very creepy. That is creepy, but that's not like... I mean, that's like normal creepy. (laughs) You never know if your neighbor's across the street's going to kill somebody and then put the house on fire. (laughs) Right. Could happen to anybody. Oh, my God. (laughs) You know... Oof. This is true. Okay. Let's do... Let's do one more. Alrighty. Let's make it a good one. Oh, this one's called My Neighbor. Cryptic Keeper is who it's by. Okay. Names change for privacy. Got Got it. it. Yep. I, 23 female, recently moved to Florida from Pennsylvania. (laughs) They're in Florida. There is your first mistake. (laughs) Why are we going to Florida? Oof. Okay. (laughs) Anyways, um, mistake number one, red flag. (laughs) Oh, moved to Florida from PA for a job. I mean, I okay, guess. Okay, for a job. Yeah, Makes I guess. sense. Makes sense. All of my family and friends are still in Pennsylvania, so I live by myself here, which can get pretty spooky. Uh, yep. Yeah. My second week here, I met my next door neighbor, Eddie. Right, oh, Eddie. I had a really good friend named Eddie who passed away. So oh, I'm sorry. Don't ruin his name for me, please. He seemed like a relatively normal guy in his 70s, very quiet and polite. One day... They turned the water off and the whole complex repairs without notice. And I went over to ask if his was off too. He entered the door and proceeded to talk to me about for about half an hour. I obliged because I haven't seen him get many visitors. And I assumed he was lonely. Towards the end of the conversation, it started to get creepy. So that he was on his balcony one day watching the neighbor girl across through her window as no, she took no, bikini no. pics. No, no, no. He no. then said, if I had a daughter, I'd be cons- constantly scared that they're doing that. Huh? You don't scare your dad like that, do you? It put a bad taste in my mouth, but I just attribute it to his loneliness. A few days later, a looming shadow appeared in front of me. And I saw him briefly looking in my window. To my knowledge, he only has an ex-wife. No kids, no partner, and no family to my knowledge. I don't like it. Me neither. I don't like it. Me neither. That's ew. Fast forward a few weeks, my partner came to visit me, and we were out all day at the flea market. I came back to a note in my door from him saying I had a package delivered, and he picked it up for me. My partner, Scott, went to the bathroom and I went next door to pick up my package. I knocked and there was no answer. Later, he came to my door in the... I don't like those. <laughs> in the shortest robe ever and oh. said he had been in the shower. I said, oh, okay, thanks for picking up my package. And before I could close the door, he mentioned that we didn't need to be quiet and to let us know if he was making too much noise huh 
Wait, hold on, hold on. Wait, no. Wait, hold on. <laughs> Why did you get? Because <laughs> I don't like where this is going. This is weird and this creepy. Is so weird. Okay, okay, okay. Later, he came over. He came to the door in the shortest rope ever and said that he had been in the shower. I said, oh, "Okay, thanks for picking up my package." Before I could close the door, he mentioned that we didn't need to be quiet and to let us know if he was making too much noise. Why would he I did be read that correctly? Noise. Why? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. like this. I don't, I don't know. like this. Okay, okay continue. Okay. <laughs> Fast forward two-ish weeks. I get home from work and the people from my apartment's office were up on my landing in front of my door, which I assumed was for the palmetto bugs. Palmetto bugs. Okay, yeah. Uh, I reported, but I didn't understand why it took all three of them. I walked up the stairs, and they asked me when the last time I had seen Eddie was. I told them about the encounter two weeks prior. Entered my apartment. A few minutes later, they knocked on my door and asked me if the man on this scan of an ID was my neighbor, to which I confirmed. After that, I went to the 7-Eleven to pick up some ice, and when I returned, there were two police cars in the parking lot. I approached the stairs, and everyone on the landing was looking at me. When I got up the stairs, the officer asked me when the last time I'd seen Eddie was. I reiterated my previous answer, went back to in my apartment, and started my nightly cleaning. What is going on? Why is no I, one saying anything? Why do they keep asking like her about Eddie? Okay, anyways. He's dead. Maybe. You think she killed him? You think she killed him? Well, the police think she killed him. You think so? I don't know why they would think that, but... <laughs> That's why I'm like, wait, what? They keep um, asking her questions. Around 10 or maybe minutes... he killed someone. That's what I was thinking. Or, he <gasps> killed, or he's a perv. Around 10 minutes later, a different cop knocked and asked me the same question, to which I obliged. I was the last person to report seeing him while the officer was asking me questions. The apartment office staff were talking to another cop and they said, oh, he's in there and all melty. My neighbor died, what? apparently. It is likely that it was a week or two ago because he'd been so decomposed, he leaked into the apartment downstairs. <gasps> what? He must, have, he must have not had anyone to check on him in that time. That's now... One of my worst fears. I also feel bad for not checking on him because I hadn't seen him in a while. But I attribute it to it to opposite schedules as I work on Monday through Friday night, 8 to 5. The creepiest part is I've been hearing sounds from that apartment knocking as if someone was living there. Also found out that it is likely the root of my bedroom palmetto bugs problem since I'm a particular particular about keeping my apartment clean i've slept on my couch the past week it's hard living here alone at night now they also left the examiner's gloves on the landing which i'm pretty sure is biohazard oh bodies don't melt like that normally if it's hot in florida heat they can decompose really fast why doesn't this man have vac on fuck i don't know I don't like that story. I didn't like that. That was disgusting. <laughs> just everything about that story was just gross. Oh my god. 
<laughs> nope, not for me. Oh. You want one more? We'll do one more. Okay. If you can find a short one. That's relatively short. Okay. Oh. Uh, what she found on her dad's USB. Oh, no. no. Okay, maybe we don't want to do another one. <laughs> my Mick, 1812. Okay. So a few months ago, my wife tells me the story of a girl she knows in her here in our neighborhood. She lives with her parents, or used to. The girl that is not my wife. Anyway, one day she needed a USB, and remembering seeing one in her father's toolbox... <gasps> And thinking he no. must have gotten it free with some drill or something, she went and got it. She slips it into the computer, hoping it works, and is surprised to find files on it. She clicks no, into no, one of no, no, into no, one, no, and no. what she sees next paralyzes her to the chair. It's her dad, and he's looking into a camera, and is fiddling with a button, trying to get something right. And behind him is her mother, his wife, sleeping on the bed. Sitting on the chair, her hands begin shaking. She intuitively understands something's not right about this. And when her dad goes over to the bed and starts taking the clothes off her mother and pulling down, she puts her hand on her mouth. Mm -mm. I'm not going to tell you what happens next. It's no secret or anything. Everyone in this neighborhood subsequently found out what with it having been uploaded to some obscure nope okay I said I don't want to hear that one <laughs> I didn't think it was going to be that bad <laughs> wow nope 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 on that note happy Halloween Bye. <laughs> uh, tomorrow we're starting 13 days of Halloween so you'll hear from us all 13 days until Halloween. I need to drink some holy water after this. <laughs> that was ridiculous. <laughs> oh my god. You, I knew it was not going to be a good story. I didn't think The title. I, I didn't think. <laughs> I, didn't, <laughs> I didn't think it was going to be something like that. Oof. Oof. I need a shower. Oof. I need a shower. Oof. Goodbye. I'm scarred. Okay. Bye. Happy Halloween. Goodbye. Okay, <laughs>